Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Study, Apply, Thrive podcast. I am Vita Cash, your host. This podcast is called Study, Apply, Thrive because we know that when we study and apply the Word of God, that we can thrive in any area of life. So grab your Bible, a journal, a cup of tea, and a pen, and let's get ready to get into the Word of God. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Study, Apply, Thrive. I am Vita Cash, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. It is May, the month of May in 2021. I don't know when you're going to listen to this. I want to put that out there. And it is Mental Health Awareness Month. I have such a strong passion for women and their emotional health. You know that we do the Breathe Conference every year that's dedicated to helping women win against depression, stress, and anxiety. And this month, we've been doing things at Flow Church all month long for mental health awareness because I want you to know that God cares about your emotional health and we're here to help you navigate through anything that you may be going through. And some of you are going through absolutely nothing and that's fine. If you're not going through anything, don't feel like you need to be. And I want you to remember that God has a promise of healing for you and that healing extends to every part of who you are, spirit, body, and soul. God cares about your emotional health. And so today, for today's episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about emotional health. And I'm going to give you some really good tools to help you nurture good emotional health and continue to develop in any area that may be ailing you. So open up your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel 36. And we're going to start there. And it says in verse 26, It says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. Verse 29 says, and I will deliver you from all uncleanness and I will summon the grain to make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. This is such a powerful scripture. And if you guys are Bible scholars, and I know you are Bible scholars, you know that the book of Ezekiel was written by Ezekiel, who was one of the major prophets in the Old Testament. The only difference between the major and minor prophets has nothing to do with the power of their message. It has to do with the length of the book. (laughs) So the smaller books are called minor prophets simply because the books were smaller and the major prophets are the books were a little bit longer. And so here Ezekiel is prophesying about what God wants to do for us. And we have many, many prophecies about what God is going to do through Jesus and through the blood of Jesus. And one of the things that God wants to do, according to Ezekiel 36, is that he wants to give us a new heart. And the reason that it's important for us to know that is because your heart is where your emotions and your thinking is housed. And God cares so much about your emotional and mental wellness that one of the promises or one of the exchanges when you become born again is that he wants to give you a new heart. And he says that he's going to replace any stony parts of your heart with the fleshy part so that you would have the ability to walk out his statues and be able to obey his rules. One of which is the fruit of the spirit and the first, uh, the 
love, joy, and peace. So you can have peace, you can have love, and you can have joy. All those things have to do with your emotions. God cares about your emotions. He cares about how you feel. He cares about what you think. In the New Testament, he talks about sanctifying you, spirit, soul, and body, or your thinking, your spirit, your connection with him, your your heart, your thinking, your emotions, your decision maker, your body, your physical part. God cares about every single part of you. And so I just have a couple really good questions for us to work through together today. I want to know how much do you care about yourself? Now, I know that if you're a mom, you care about your children. I know that if you're a wife, you care about your spouse. I know that if neither of those categories apply to you, you care about your family, you care about your career, you care about your your Flow Church community family, you care about the women in brilliant, um, the Brilliant Women's Book Club, you care about the country, you care about your neighbor, but how much do you care about yourself? Because as women of faith, we have to always strive to line ourselves up with the word of God, to always be, be becoming who God said that we can be. Can I say that? Be becoming? <laughs> to always be in the process. That sounds better, doesn't it? To always be in the process of becoming more like the word, that we use the word of God as a mirror and we're always trying to conform ourselves through the power of Holy Spirit, through the leading and teaching of the word of God, through the instruction of God, through the discipline of the word. Of course, we're always doing that with the word of God, but we're transforming ourselves every day with all of the tools I just named to become more like God and more like the word says we can be. Now, how much time do you spend taking care of your emotional health? And do you think about your emotional health with the same passion and the same concern that God does? Now, I know that you probably think about your weights because most women care about their weight. I know you're probably thinking about your hair because most women care about their hair and your skin. And when we get down to nutrition, that's a hit or miss. Some women care about their nutrition. Some women just don't. I know that um, some women care about fashion, but some women don't. But as women of faith, we have to put our emotional and mental health at the top of our concern list. Of all the things that we're concerned about, we have to put that there because God was so intentional about giving Ezekiel the message that the place that houses their emotions, the place that houses their thinking, I'm going to replace that in anything that's stony anything that's bitter, anything that's hard, anything that's not like me, I want to replace that so that they will have the ability to walk out and receive everything that I have for them. And so my question, my first question, I have many questions today. My question is, why have you developed your current emotional or mental health routine? Why have you developed that routine? Well, Pastor Vita, what's a routine? Well, how do you deal with your emotions? Do you meditate so that you can focus on the word and recenter yourself based on what the word says? Do you work out so that you can get anxiety and stress out of your body? Because we know that stress has a physical effect on our body if it's not processed properly. So do you work out to deal with your emotions? Do you have your trusted girlfriends and you call and talk to them and just get everything off your chest? Do you pray and lay everything honestly on the altar for God instead of saying a scripted prayer or instead of saying, you know, just what you think the Lord wants you to say? You're like the father who came to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal his son. And Jesus said to him, all things are possible to him that believe. And the father says, I believe, but help my unbelief. 
I have joy, but help my lack of joy. I have peace, but help my, you know, he was just really honest with Jesus. Like, God, I, I believe, I, I think you can do this. Actually, I know you can do this. I've seen you do this with other people. I've heard about you. I've seen your work. I heard about the miracles. But when it comes to me being able to receive, I got a couple issues, Jesus. Do you go to God and pray like that? Or do you pray just a scripted prayer that someone else has written for you or you heard someone else give a repetitive Oh, Father God, oh, Father God, oh, Father God. Or do you tell God, God, my, my family's on my nerves. God, you know, how do you deal with that? Do you go to the spa and have somebody massage it out of you? Do you journal so that you can process it that way? Do you worship and listen to music? What is the current emotional health routine that you're using? And why have you chosen that particular routine? And if you say, I don't have a routine, I don't have a mental health routine, then that means that you are employing or using the routine of avoidance. Selah. So you have a routine. Either you're being intentional about taking care of your emotional health or you're ignoring it altogether. And I want you to let that sink in because God cares so much that he said that he would replace any stony heart, any part of your heart that's bitter, any part that's angry, any part that's fearful, any part that's stressed, any part that has anxiety, any part that's sad, any part that's grieving, any part that uh, just that just isn't lining up with his word. He said he wants to replace that. He has a plan for your emotional health. He has a plan for your mental health. But have you given it any thought? Do you think about it at all? Have you considered any of what God is saying about your emotional health. And it's so important because during a mental health awareness month, this is the perfect time for you to hit reset and to begin to put a priority on your mental health. So let's look here at uh, Proverbs chapter 16. I have my electronic Bible today, so you can't hear me turning the pages. Usually you can hear me turning the pages. Proverbs 16, and look at verse 18. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And I want to also read this to you from the Passion Translation. It says, this is so good to me, in Proverbs 16 and verse 18 in the Passion Translation says, your boast becomes a prophecy of future failure. The higher you lift yourself up in pride, the harder you will fall in disgrace. I love that. Your boast becomes a prophecy of your failure. Why are you bringing that out? Because if you have lied and told yourself in pride that you don't need to think about your emotional health, that you're always emotionally stable, that you never have a moment of weakness when it comes to your emotions, that you always are on point and you don't ever need to check in to see that that's pride. That is absolutely pride. And the Bible says, not Pastor Vita, not Flow Church, but the Bible says that pride comes before a fall. You are setting yourself up to be a woman who totally goes into Target and loses it at aisle five because they don't have the kind of paper that you want because you have refused to think about your emotional health. And you you all know somebody who's done that. You're like, why are they going off in here? Because they don't have seasoned salt. Why are they in here acting a fool? Why are they in church snatching stuff from the usher? Why are they, what, what happened? What happened? 
Pride goes before fall. So you have to be intentional about taking care of your emotional health because if you don't, you're setting yourself up to have an emotional breakdown. Now, just because we're talking about mental and emotional health doesn't mean that you have to have a diagnosis from a a certified doctor, a medical doctor, or a clinician or therapist. It just means that you understand that you're a three-part being, that you have a body, or the physical part, that you possess a soul and a spirit, and that all of them need care. Just like you work out and eat and rest. I hope you're working out. I hope you're eating well, and I hope you're resting to take care of your physical body. You put on lotion, you bathe, you exfoliate, you uh, trim your ends on your hair, you go get a manicure, you go to get a pedicure, use moisturizer and sunscreen on your ha- on your face. You know, you do all of those things to take care of your body. You dress warm in the winter. You dress cooler in the summer because you're taking care of your body. You're taking care of your spirit by listening to this podcast right now, by being a part of the Flow Church community, by going to Bible study, by worshiping, by praying, by reading the word, by journaling, by reading books. You do all that to take care of your spirit. But what are you doing to to take care of the part of you that is your thinker, your feeler, and your decision maker? That's the mental health part. And so if you think that that part of you doesn't need maintenance, you're deceiving yourself. And that's a prideful spirit because just like your body needs maintenance and just like your spirit needs maintenance, your emotions and your thinking needs maintenance. And it's prideful to think that you don't need that. So again, I'm going to go back to that question. Why have you developed your current emotional health routine? And if you don't have one, why are you using the routine of avoidance? And that's a C-Law moment that I want you to journal about later because I want you to put your emotional health at the top of your priority list. Just like you take care of your body, just like you take care of your spirit, you must take care of your emotional health. And I'm going to give you some ways to do that in a second. Now look at uh, Proverbs 26 and 2. Proverbs 26 and 2 said, I'm in the the new passion, I mean the passion translation that I'm going to read again in the English standard version. The passion translation says, an undeserved curse will be powerless to harm you. It may flutter over like a bird, but it will not find a place to land. That is so good. Now look at this in an English standard version. Mm, let's do it in King James instead. The King James version says, As the bird by wandering, as a swallow by flying, so the curse causeless shall not come. So the Bible gives us some insight here that a curse will never be able to come on your body or on your spirit or on your soul causeless. That the things that come to attack us usually come because of, well, not usually, always come because of a cause. Now, sometimes that cause is because of what somebody else did, but in many cases, it's because of what we did or what we didn't do. Let me say that again. 
Sometimes the curse comes upon us because of what someone else did, but in many cases it comes upon us because of what we did or did not do. And we know that Christ and his blood redeemed us from the curse of the law. So anytime that we're experiencing any side effects of the curse or seeing any manifestation of the curse in our life, it's because we're not properly applying the promises of Jesus to our life. Just like you said in Ezekiel, God wants to exchange our heart and uh, Stoney's uh, heart for a fleshy heart so that we would have the ability to walk out all of the promises and all of the precepts of God. We have to have our spirit right. We have to have our body right. But we have to have our emotions and our thinking right in order to receive all that God has for us. And so again, why have you adopted? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I know what I'm about to say. <laughs> why have you adopted or developed the current emotional and mental health routine that you currently have. Now, some of you are thinking, well, Pastor Vita, I, I, I'm, I'm good, you know, I don't get depressed or I don't get anxious and I don't deal with fear. And I, I would love to be you because that, I mean, you got it going on. Can you please write a book and tell us how you got there? But for the rest of us, we deal with stuff sometimes. Sometimes, especially if you're a mom, you're thinking about your children all the time. What, what's the right school for them to go to? What's the right diet for them? Are they going to be safe? If you're a mom of a black or brown boy, or you're married to a black or brown husband, you're thinking about that all the time. It doesn't matter how much Holy Spirit you have. You are thinking about that. I'm not saying you're stressed about it, but I am saying that you consider it. You do consider those things. You consider, you know, am I setting my children up for success? You consider those things because it's the nature of being a parent. You're always thinking about it and you take those things to the Lord, but you think about those things. And so we want to be sure that we're processing all of the things that we're thinking about and all of the things that we see in our lives. We want to be sure that we're processing them properly so that we can have good emotional and mental health. And sometimes we are a person who is in total denial about our emotional state. Everybody else around us can see it, but we're the only ones who can't see it. And if you don't know anybody like that, I'm talking about you. <laughs> so the kind of person who walks into a room and the whole energy, the whole vibe in the room changes in a bad way. And you go over to that person, you say, hey, are you OK? I'm fine. Oh, OK, because you seem a little off today. I'm fine. And then another person will come and say something to that person. I'm fine. I'm fine. Why does everybody keep asking me about that? But let me give you a little secret. If everybody you know is constantly asking you if you're okay, the common denominator is you. And maybe God is giving you some insight through your loved ones and your family and friends that maybe just possibly, just maybe you might possibly have a small attitude problem and need to adjust it. If you are always looking sad and people are always asking you, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And you're, why is everybody always asking me that? I got the joy of the Lord. Well, you might have it down, down on the inside, but we can't see it out on the outside. It's not bringing God any glory because you're not letting it out. You know, if that's you, maybe God is trying to show you that through what other people are saying. And I'm not telling you to live your life based on the opinion of everybody or based on the opinion of social media or the opinion of other things. But if the people 
who you trust, the people who you know would give their lives for you. I'm talking about your spouse, your parents, your, your best friends. If the people closest to you are always saying that you have this particular trait, just could you consider that possibly that might be the case? And that might be an area that you might need to work on, just possibly, that just possibly that that might be the case, just possibly. Because you want to be sure that you're not walking in pride and pride isn't making decisions for you about your emotions, that you can't admit that you're angry. You're walking through the house, stomping, slamming doors, opening cabinets, throwing dishes in the sink. And if somebody says, hey, are you okay? I'm fine. You know that you're not allowing pride to allow you to make decisions about your emotions. You can't receive what anybody is saying. You can't even receive what you know for yourself. You know that you're off today. You know that something's not right, but you're going to blame it on other people. You're going to blame it on the traffic. You're going to blame it on Twitter. You're going to blame it on the news. You're going to blame it on the kids instead of looking on the inside because God has given you a new heart and that new heart is empowering you to walk out the statutes of God. It's empowering you to walk in love. It's empowering you to walk in forgiveness. It's empowering you to live in a place of joy. It's empowering you to live in a place of humility. It's empowering you to do those things. But if you're acting contrary to that, and your emotions are causing you to do something contrary to what Ezekiel said you can do. You have to be willing to self-examinate and say, hey, wait a minute. God said I can have joy. God said I can have peace. God said that I can love unconditionally, that I don't have to be inhibited in my love walk. God said that I can forgive. God said that I can laugh in the face of famine. God said that I could do these things. Why am I not doing this? Let me stop for a minute and let me take inventory of my emotions. Let me take inventory of my thinking. Where did that thought come from? Where did that emotion come from? Where did these things come from so that I can be a woman who has Ezekiel 36 on a t-shirt that I'm walking out the precepts of God because I have a new heart. And that's just so powerful when you have the ability to hear what your loved ones are saying and not just live your life based on that, but then self-examine to see if it's possibly any truth in this. Is it possibly any truth that I have an anger problem? Is there possibly any truth that I have road rage? Is there possibly any truth that I'm short with people? Is there any truth to me always being sarcastic? Is there any truth to me being guarded? Is there any truth to me always being afraid? Is there any truth to me always being jealous or intimidated by other people? Is there any truth? Is there any truth to this? And if it is, that's an emotional ill or a mental ill that I need to take before the Lord to deal with and allow him to tell me what the next step is. It could be prayer. It could be fasting. It could be worship. It could be talking to a girlfriend. It could be forgiving someone. It could be forgiving yourself. It could be going to a therapist. It could be going to see your primary care physician. It could be a lot of different things, but God needs to give you the steps into how to do that. So again, how much do you think about your emotional health beyond a, a official diagnosis of you have this particular thing, but just 
you know what it's like when you when your body is off and you feel like, oh, I think I might be coming down with a cold because your nose is stuffy or your ears are itchy or, you know, your eyes are running or you're running a little temperature. You don't need a doctor to diagnose you with a cold. You know the symptoms of a cold, just like you know the symptoms of a pulled muscle. You don't necessarily have to go see an orthopedic specialist because you pull a muscle in your leg. You know to put ice on it and then alternate it with heat. And you know that you did it when you were playing soccer with the kids and the grass was wet or whatever you were doing, you know something is off. Have you become so in tune with your emotions that you know when something is off and you value your emotional health enough to say, just like I would stop and drink tea and get extra rest for a cold, just like I would alternate a heat pad and ice pad for a pulled muscle, what am I going to do to get my emotions back to where they need to be because they need the same level of care as my body. They need the same level of care as my spirit. What am I going to do about that? Now, uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians 11 and look at verse 31. It says, for if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. And that means that when you hear people saying, oh, what about this? Or what about that? When it comes to your personality or when you know, when you learn to have that honest assessment about yourself, if you begin to judge yourself and your emotions, you don't have to worry about somebody else judging you. You don't have to worry about people saying, are you okay? Is everything okay with you? Are you okay? Are you okay? If you're tired of hearing that, start doing some self-judgment and some self-assessment about your emotions. So let me give you a couple questions, uh, uh, just a couple questions. Number one, what do you think about your current emotional and mental health? What do you think about it? What do you think about it? Do you think it's good? Do you think it's not so good? Can you put some labels on it? Can you identify some things? I feel like I'm stressed. I feel like I'm mentally exhausted. I feel like I don't have a, I, I lack clarity in what I need to be doing. And I'm not talking about your life goals or your purpose. I mean, just like every day, like, what did I walk into this kitchen to do? Why Why am I so foggy all the time? Where was I, why did I, oh, what, what did I open a computer for? What was I about to look for? Why did I go to Google? What was I about to search? I mean, just a lack of mental clarity because you're so overwhelmed with so many things. What would you, what do you think about your current emotional and mental state. Number two, do you think about your emotional and mental state at all? You know, I'm saying, what do you think about it? For some of you, do you think about it? Or has being rushed, being stressed, being exhausted mentally, being anxious, being fearful, have those things become so common in your life that you don't even think about it anymore? You know, some people... You know, I, I've had a problem with my ankle for so long, I don't even notice anymore. You know, other people see you limping, but you don't even realize you're limping anymore because you've had it for so long. You don't even notice that, you know, that your stomach is still upset. You, you've had an upset stomach for so long that you have, you don't even notice anymore. You know, those types of things. How do you think about it at all? Do you think about your emotional state at all? Do you think about it at all? Number three. If there was a scale for mental and emotional health, like a scale you get on for your weight, would your emotional and mental health be in the healthy range? 
You know how you get on the scale and you're like, oh man, I gained five pounds. You get on the scale and say, oh yeah, I lost three pounds. And that scale kind of gives you an indicator of what you might need to do with your wellness routine, with your eating and with your exercise and with your diet. If there was a scale that you could measure your emotional and mental health, would it be in the healthy range? Do you even know what a healthy range is for you? Because there's no standard, but for you, is your anxiety level in a healthy range? Is your exhaustion level in a healthy range? Is your fear level in a healthy range? Is, is all these, are all these things balanced according to the word of God, according to what God has said? Or do you even think about it? Sometimes we just go through life so routine that we don't think about all of who we are. We are complex women. God has given us so many different facets of ourselves. And have you given the proper attention to every facet, specifically today, your emotions and your, I mean, think about it like this. Is there a person that every time you hear their name, your head starts hurting? (laughs) Why? I mean, have you been dealing with that for so long? You don't even notice it anymore. You don't even notice that you might need to work out some unforgiveness in your heart every time you see this particular person. Every time you think about, I mean, you can't hear a certain song without it taking you back to something that happened 15 years ago. Every time somebody says purple jacket, that reminds you at the time your sister took your purple jacket. Every time somebody, I mean, it has become so commonplace to you that you don't even notice it anymore. You don't notice that it's on the scale of unhealthy, that it's too far to the right or too far to the left. So again, if you could measure or if you could weigh your emotions on a scale, would they be in the healthy range? Would you be able to say, I'm good? Number four, do your emotions and your thinking line up with the word of God? When you look in the mirror, do you say, I am who God says I am? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I have beauty for for ashes that God has made me perfectly. Or do you say, oh my goodness, I don't want to go to work today. I'm having a bad hair day. I don't want to take pictures. I don't want to do this. I don't like what I see. I mean, does even looking in the mirror just cause anxiety and cause your, your stomach to have butterflies in it? You know, just when you think about money, God said that he would provide for you abundantly. Does thinking about money make you anxious? Does, I mean, what are the things in your life or the areas of your life that, when you encounter them, it causes emotions to build up because that part of your life doesn't line up with the word of God, you know, and what are you willing to do to fix it? And that brings me to my next question. What are you willing to do to develop and or nurture great emotional health? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to meditate on the word of God? Are you willing to work out so you can burn off some of that stress and anxiety from your body? Are you willing to change the way you eat? Do you know that some foods impact our emotions? Some foods do that. Caffeine is one of those things that impact our emotion, our emotions and how we think. Are you willing to get more rest? Let me tell y'all something. There is no badge of honor and you only getting six hours of sleep a night. Let that go. There is no badge of honor and you being so busy and everybody's so impressed with your busyness. Honey, God is not impressed. He's only impressed with you doing what he assigned you to do 
He's assigned all of us to have a life that includes a Sabbath. And if you can't have one day a week that you can relax and just enjoy your family or enjoy being alone or go for a walk by yourself and still be on track with everything you need to do, honey, you too busy. And it's not, it's not, there's no badge of honor and you just being so important and so busy that you can't get rest because you're denying your biblical right to have good emotional health by getting the level of rest you need. You going to bed every night after midnight and getting up every morning before six, that is not a badge of honor. That's not impressive. That shows that you're out of balance with what with the with the way God wants you to live. God wants you to be at peace. He wants you to rest. Psalm 23 says that he makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you to beside the still waters. He restores your soul. When does he do that? When you're lying down in the green pastures and when you're by the still waters, when you're at When you're at positions of rest is when God begins to restore your soul. So if you're always extra busy, you need to drop some of those activities. And remember question number five, what are you willing to do? It might mean you need to let some stuff go. Are you willing to back off of some relationships? People who who grind your, just get on your nerves. Can I say that? People who just simply get on your nerves. Are you willing to love them from afar? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to cut back access and set up boundaries for certain people. I just have boundaries with you and you have to respect my boundaries. Are you willing to do that to protect your emotional and mental health? Are you willing to not watch certain TV shows? <laughs> I tell y'all all the time, I just cert- certain shows I can't watch. I just can't. I, my imagination is too active. My imagination is too vivid. And I would not be able to sleep if I watched some shows. I'm not going to call them by name because I don't want to pick out any shows. But if you followed my ministry long enough, you know, because I, I let it slip sometimes <laughs> what those shows are. But I can't be like everybody else. Now, those shows are fine for other people. It's not that I can't watch them because the Bible says I can't watch them. They're just not good for me. They might be fine for you. They're not good for me. And so you have to be willing to self-assess. Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 11, be willing to self-assess what's good for you. You know, what is good for you? I can't listen to all kinds of music because it gets me riled up. And then, I mean, listen to some music and then going into certain meetings. It just doesn't work for me, you know, but I have to be willing to self-assess. What are you willing to do to go after that emotional health? To go out, are you willing to journal and get your emotions out? Are you willing to be honest about your part and stuff? Are you willing to be honest about what you did? Are you willing to be bold enough to reject stuff that you didn't do and not bully people into forcing you to apologize or forcing you to carry the baggage for something that's not your responsibility? I had somebody call me couple weeks ago and say, you know, I just feel so bad about so-and-so and so-and-so and I just really feel bad. I feel really horrible. And they, they wanted me to take that burden. And I finally said, how you feel about the situation is not my responsibility. I can pray for you to get out of this, out of this situation. I can pray for you to feel better, but I'm not going to help you carry this because that's not my responsibility. As women of faith, it's our job to pray for people. It's our job to mentor people. It's our job to, to lead them towards the Lord. When it says uh, bear one another's burden, if you're having an issue, my job is to support you in it. It's not to take 
on your issue. So now I'm carrying your issue and you are free somewhere. You know, I'm up all night praying about your situation and you sleep. No, we're going to pray together. I'm not going to carry your burden by myself. Are you willing to be bold enough to do that so that your emotional health can be intact so that you can do all the things that God has told you to do? Are you willing to read a book? Are you willing to serve in ministry? Are you willing to begin this, the sowing and reaping process in your life so that you can have a perpetual harvest. What are you willing to do to have good emotional health? And a lot of times we say it like this, you need to have good emotional health for your children or good emotional health for your husband or good emotional health for your community or good emotional health for your parents or you need to be better. But this is one time I want you to be selfish. I want you to have good emotional health for you because you deserve to be happy for you. You deserve to be at peace for you. You deserve to have joy for you. You deserve to be able to laugh for you. You deserve to be guilt-free for you. You You deserve to be shameless for you. And when you begin to receive that stuff for you, you can then share it with everybody else out of the overflow of your joy, out of the overflow of your peace, out of the overflow of your clarity of thought, out of the overflow of you having energy because you're not exhausted. So I don't want you doing this. I don't want you taking care of your emotional health for other people. I want you doing it for you because God said that you could have it. God said that you could live that way. God said that he would exchange any stony parts in your heart and give you fleshy parts there. God said that you could have it. So if you've never done anything just for you, start with this. Do it just for you. Say that I am worth it. I I deserve this. I deserve good emotional health. I deserve good mental health. I deserve to be happy. And it's just for me. I don't have to do it for somebody else. It's just for me because my heavenly father gave me this gift and I can open this gift and unwrap this gift and enjoy it just for me because God said I could have it. So again, as we're in Mental Health Awareness Month, I want you to just be aware of your mental health. I want you to give it some purposeful, intentional thought. Begin to think about it. Begin to weigh it on a scale. Where are you on a scale? You create your own scale. Begin to monitor what you feel and why you feel it. And be honest with yourself. If you feel yourself getting irritated, be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I'm irritated. Be honest with yourself and say, I'm annoyed. Be honest with yourself and say, I'm angry. Be honest and say, I'm happy, you know, and then begin to monitor what's making you feel that way so that you can line it up with the word of God. Because listen, ladies, you deserve it, you're worth it, and your life will be so much better when your emotions are as healthy as they can be. And when you get better, everything that you touch gets better. Your marriage will be better, your children will be better, your finances will be better. Your ministry service will be better. Your girlfriend relationships will be better. Your business will be better. Everything you touch will be better. But it starts with you thinking about yourself the way God thinks about you. He cares about your emotional health. He cares about your mental health. And I want you to care about it too. So your assignment is to take those five questions and journal about them. They're they're thought-provoking. 
you can't journal about all of them in one day unless you just have the day off. Unless it's your Sabbath day, you have that day off. But just maybe do one a day. Maybe only do two a week. I mean, give it some purposeful thought and begin to make your emotional and mental health a priority. I say this all the time and I will always say this unless God tells me to stop saying it. For some of us, our mental and emotional health can be taken care of by us making lifestyle adjustments, by us praying about it, by us doing things differently, eating differently, resting differently, making better decisions. And for some of us, that's enough. If that is not enough for you and you feel like you need professional help, please go and get that. You do not dishonor God and you do not dishonor your faith by doing that. If you had a rash on your face, we would pray for you and tell you to go see a dermatologist. If you had cancer, we would pray for you and tell you to go see the oncologist and follow the instructions the oncologist gave you. If you broke your leg, we would pray for you and tell you to go see an orthopedic specialist to get it set properly. If you were having a vision problem, we would pray for you and tell you to go see an eye doctor. If you are having emotional and mental problems or emotional and immense, emotional and mental issues and you've done all the lifestyle changes that you can think about and you sought the Lord and you've prayed and you worshiped and you still feel like that skill is not moving, I want you to go and see your primary care physician, speak to your primary care physician about your symptoms and about what you're experiencing them and have them refer you to a licensed professional counselor. I'm not talking about somebody you found on social media who said that they were a life coach and nothing wrong with life coach. Life coaches are great, but I'm talking about somebody who has some credentials that they can show you that they've been doing this for a while and they can help you. And I want you to do that with your head held up high, with your back straight. I want you to walk into the room like you belong there because they have a gift for you to make you better. So if lifestyle changes isn't enough for you, I want you to go see a professional, a licensed professional who can help you because by any means necessary, I want you to get everything that God has for you to have everything that God said you could have by any means necessary. And if that for you includes a professional therapist or a professional counselor or professional psychologist, I want you to go and get it because you deserve it because you are worth it and you deserve it. I pray that the word blessed you tonight or to this morning or this afternoon <laughs> or whatever time of day you're listening to this. I want you to share this with as many ladies as possible. I am so excited to share that we are at over a thousand listeners. Yay! That is so exciting to me because that means that we are helping so many women through this podcast. My dream, my goal is for us to be up over 10,000 listeners because women need to hear the word of God. They need to know that if they study and apply the word of God, that they can thrive in any and every area of life. So go ahead and share this with your girlfriends, share it with your family, share it with your, your social media platform network, share it with your coworkers, share it with everybody because we want to help women get better. We want to help women connect with the word of God, connect with our Jesus, connect with Christ. We want to do that. I love you. Have a wonderful day. Remember to take care of your emotional health. God cares about your emotions and so should you. Come and worship with us on any Sunday at live.flow-church.tv. Again, live.flow-church.tv. And we have service at 8 a.m., 
10 a.m. and then a rebroadcast at 6.30 p.m. What the rebroadcast means is that at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., we have live hosts there who will um, interact with you so that you can have a nice interactive worship experience. At 6.30, there's no live host, but it's just a replay of the Word of God. We want you to do that. You can join us any morning, Monday through Friday for our 6 a.m. morning prayer. You can join us for any study group, and you can just go to our website and find out all the wonderful stuff that's going on at Flow Church. We love you. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you or hear you or you'll hear me again real soon.